Welcome to the Luminous Podcast, weekly meditations, readings, and blessings to assist with our rest, peace, and spiritual wellness. You can find out more at LuminousAnglican.com. God, would your words be my words and your truth be evident? Amen. If I'm shaking up here, it's because I'm cold, not because I'm passionate, although there is a lot of passion about this message as well. We're going to be simmering in the scripture of Isaiah this morning, Um, and really when it it whittles all of it down, it's, it's about knowing. It's about the whole thing is really about this true embodied knowing, what it looks like to look up, to befriend mystery to wait on God, who is the all-knowing answer. And I will confess to you, as I always uh, encourage us to unburden and and share transparently, that um, this, preparing for this homily, it kicked my booty. Because it's, it's, the irony is not lost on me that while we're talking about um, shifting from a posture of us needing to have head knowledge knowing into an embodied knowing, Um, that I'm very aware of a lot of areas in my life right now that I don't know. I don't have answers. I have a bit of decision fatigue presently. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up. Um, I'm I'm graduating with my master's in a couple months and I'm just trying to discern, do I want to go private practice? Do I want to join a group? Do I want to pursue some other options? Do I... um, Maybe you want to just reconsider maybe being a Walmart greeter. Um, these, are, these are decisions that I'm, I'm, I'm needing to discern, and I'm, I'm finding myself with holding a lot of questions and not a lot of answers. And I wonder if you resonate with that this morning. What Isaiah is tenderly inviting us and reminding us in these verses is to notice what really has been happening from the beginning of the garden. That whole idea of this pull toward knowledge, the tree of knowledge, of needing to be the smartest, most competent one in the room, while all the while being asked to walk with God. And this tension between needing to know and being invited to be with the one who knows us better than ourselves, it's real. I think we all feel that tension, don't we? And so I just want to consider, and I want to ask you, what happens when you don't know? What comes up for you when you don't understand, when you're confused? I invite you just to consider maybe something recently that's happened where you're like, "Ah, I'm just fresh out of answers. What do you think? What thoughts follow when you don't know? What do you notice in your body? What emotions are present when you haven't the foggiest idea? What do you need from God when you don't know? More specifically, what words follow when I ask you the question, um, how would you finish this sentence? I don't know. When somebody asks you something, what do you find yourself saying? I don't know. 
I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. When I don't know, I don't know what to do. This lack of understanding kind of sends us into this reactive, I need to have an action, I need to, do, I need to figure something out, what do I do? And that's the whole message that Isaiah is saying is, you don't have to do anything, you just get to come and be with God. That's the inside out, that's the upside down invitation. And I believe that this passage is what Isaiah was just hoping to normalize for all of us. When I don't know, I get really embarrassed. I feel dumb. I feel smaller than I usually am. Um, I notice that I get this like flood of heat rushing through my entire body. I have this like lead rock that sits at the bottom of my stomach. It's really fun. I really love not knowing. Um, when I don't know, I'm really quick to jump up into my thinker and I go into like problem solving, analyzing, what do I need to do to figure it out mode? Does anybody else resonate with any of this? Okay, thank you. I start to believe the lie that I'm slow, that I can't figure things out. Um, I'm not smart enough. And I disconnect. I disconnect rather than slowing down and listening and attuning to God. This knowing that Isaiah talks about is the integrated head, mind, body, soul, being with God, knowing in our bones, his knowing rather than us needing to cognitively have answers and know. That's what this whole message is inviting us to understand. It's saying yes to surrendering, surrendering our strength, our plans, our answers, our knowing, and yes to his timing, his path, his promises, his all-powerful knowing. And not knowing is scary because it puts us in the wake of complete dependence and trust. It says yes to mystery and no to being on our own. Isaiah experienced this, and he had the foresight to write to us and to encourage us when we lack understanding. And he offers us ways to recenter, ways that are not shaming. When he says to us, don't you know, haven't you heard? He's saying it in a really kind and tender way. It's not, don't you know, dummy? It's, don't you get it? Don't you understand? Have you not heard? It's this gentle companion, companioning that he comes to of like, hey, don't you remember? Haven't you been listening to the stories of what people are saying about being with Jesus? Do you want mind, biblical, successful answers, or do you want integrated, embodied, heart, soul, body, know in your bones, knowing? He's illuminating intimacy over information. That's what Isaiah is doing. Information comes from knowing books and successful responses. And they feel really good because it puts us in control, right? But God knowing comes through trust and humble pie dependency. And so how is Isaiah reminding us? How is he reminding us? He first says, 
look up. Look up, what do you see? When we walk outside yesterday, I know Becky and I are not alone in this, we look out, we get out in our porch and we're like, face to the sun for five hours. Like, yes, is anyone else here? I mean, it's almost spring. Okay, that's my, my, that's my passion coming out. Um, but when we look up, what do we see? It is they, the Trinity, who sit, who stretch, who spread out the heavens. They are incomparable. It is they who bring out the stars, and they call them by name. Do you know that they know every single name of every star? That is bonkers. Nothing is missing from the sky. For those of us who struggle with FOMO, he's got it. If he's got the stars, not one of them is missing, we're going to be okay. Are we lacking understanding this beautiful imitation? Go outside and look up. Look up at the vastness and feel small, not in a puny, wormy, you-mean-nothing way, but in this really tender, like, he is so vast and so omnipresent and powerful, and we can just soak in his glory and be reminded when we look up. We hold God's creation as these consolation gifts that we can integrate into our relationship with him. Because, again, from the beginning, the tree of knowledge, there's going to be this temptation for us to know on our own or to settle into trusting God-knowing. There's this beautiful rhythm that we also do in spiritual direction where we just invite, we invite uh, individuals and groups to just sit and close their eyes and imagine God looking at you and gazing upon you with such love and delight and adoration. And what that does to our nervous system and our heart when we sit and receive his gaze looking down at us as we look up at him, it, it does transformation in us like nothing other. Look up, look up and experience him. Have you not heard, Isaiah says, have you not heard? Let us be people that tell stories about what Jesus is doing in our life. That's the, those are the stories that are worth telling. How do we know Jesus? How are we different because we walk with him and we know him? I am different because of walking with Jesus, because of the peace that I experience when I just surrender having to have any answers. That joy, that delight, that reassurance that he has me, he has us, and all shall be well. That knowing. Isaiah says, what's that, Jacob? What's that, Israel? God's turning a blind eye to your pain. He's ignoring injustice. He's honoring everyone else. Gosh, who of us have not thought that? Why are they getting, the, why are they getting away with this? What about that? Look, why are you blessing them? What about me? Do you not care? God, where have you gone? That's honest to just admit that. That's, that's real to say that. We all experience that. It's kind of like our cat. We have a porch cat, her name's Tigra, and she does this on repeat. Yesterday I'm sitting on the porch and she comes walking by and I'm like, oh, I, I, I literally, I'm, I see you. I see you seeing me, are you, oh, and she just like walks by like, oh, I see you, but I am ignoring you. I want nothing, I will come to you when I am ready. I'm like, okay, that's not God. 
These lies tell us that we have to figure it out on our own, that we have to finish our story. It tells us that we've been abandoned. And for some of us, those experiences are so valid and real. And this is such a beautiful invitation to continue letting it draw us back to Jesus because he will never leave us or forsake us or abandon us. He sees us and he cares so much. And once again, Isaiah says, do you not know? Do you not understand? Have you not heard? God doesn't get tired. He doesn't get tired of you. He doesn't get tired of listening to you say the same thing and ask the same questions. He's okay with that. He does not get weary. That is so refreshing for us. <laughs> His understanding is inscrutable. I had to look that word up on the dictionary. Uh, inscrutable is impossible to understand, like unfathomable. And I remember when I was little, my dad would tuck me in after I would kind of bossily make sure that he like put the quilt underneath my feet just so, and every animal was propped up when we said goodnight to every single thing in the room. Um, and I would lay in bed and I would try to comprehend eternity. Have any of you done this? Right? Where you just sit there and you're like, okay, forever and ever and ever. And I'm like, and finally my brain hurt and I fell asleep. Um, that is the understanding that God has. And there's something so comforting about resting in that when, when I come to this, where I meet the end of myself. Where we reach the end of ourselves is truly actually where we reach out for the hand of God, which leads us into mystery. This is where I'm getting passionate, can you tell? So the next part that Isaiah is saying is, what does it look like to accept and befriend mystery? This brings to surface when we don't have answers and lets us be loved by God in this really vulnerable state. And a lot of our experiences tell us that we are accepted and we have belonging if we have answers. If we have prestige, if we have letters behind our name, if we have clout, if we have a high successful career, fill in the blank. If we have knowledge, this puts us in a continual state, though, of having to maintain and be hyper-aware and in control. It's exhausting to have to always know, right? It's exhausting. So here lies the tension. Is it our own understanding or God's mystery? When we choose to step out of control, we come face-to-face -face with our humanity. Our lack of understanding, and this, this often goes against what culture says. Because culture says being an adult or being a young adult means that we have answers, we have advice, we have clarity, we have the right response. And I don't know about you, but the older I get, the less I know. And the more I'm okay moving into the mystery, who is God? And the humbling part about mystery is just simply honoring and saying, I don't know. I know you all know I'm like a passion, like I'm a, I'm a fan of permission slips. So I, want to, I love to hand them out. I also want to hand out I don't knows in abundance. How freeing would it be if we could just like wave it? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Our youngest came home the other night. We're sitting around dinner and he's like, so today a buddy of mine told me that World War III is coming. And I'm like, okay, can you pass the green beans? Like, he's like, is it? I'm like, I don't know. I, 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 oh. 
but I want to talk to your friend. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if there's going to be what's going to happen in the future. I don't know if our family will ever have a retreat property with donkeys. I don't know what I'm supposed to do when I graduate. I don't know if there will ever be restoration for relationships where there's pain. I don't know what the future holds. There's this really beautiful book that um, Dallas Willard wrote a foreword for. It's called Letters by a Modern Mystic. I wanted to share a quote in here about the mystery. He's talking, um, it's these little letters written by Frank Laubach, and he is sharing his experiences when he's trying to intentionally just walk with Jesus and move more and more into the mystery. And he says, how infinitely richer this direct firsthand grasping of God himself is than the old method which I used and recommended for years. The reading of endless devotional books. Almost it seems to me now that the very Bible cannot be read as a substitute for meeting God soul to soul and face to face. Notice he's not putting the Bible down or devotionals, but he's saying there is nothing like sitting and experiencing and being with God, soul to soul, face to face. That is the mystery. And lastly, Isaiah invites us to wait. Oh, how we love to wait. We are such a waiting patient society. He says, wait, pause, be still, listen in, trust. Because it is God who renews. It is God who gives strength. It is God who gives creativity. It is God who gives answers. It is God who regulates our nervous system. It is God, the one who stretches the heavens and makes the sunset. It is God's work, not ours. And so we can go out with this posture of adventuring into the mystery with God, but it comes from a posture of waiting. And so may Isaiah's encouragement be ours. Look up, share stories, move toward mystery, wait on God to renew and do what he does best. And I'd love to close with a poem. This is called Unknowing. If you want to close your eyes, if you want to simmer, if you want to look at the cross, let these words just be with you. When I don't know, when I don't have an answer, a plan, a decision, I notice I go into my thinker for problem solving and I have to figure it out, head knowledge. But God, you're inviting a connection between mind, heart, and body to slow down and listen. When, I'm don't, when I don't know, I'm reminded you do. I recall that not a star is missing from our vast galaxy. The sky is painted by your brush-like fingers. It is you who outlined the edge of butterfly wings. It is you who adorn aspens with silver symbol leaves, plains with flat grasslands and sorghum, Alps with weightless snow. It is you who come near saying, I know you feel flaily without these answers. 
feeling like you must know what to do to figure it all out. But what if, beloved one, what if you slow down and listen in and look up and breathe in my glory and befriend my mystery and wait for my strength to renew so that you may come to recognize a calm, content confidence that illuminates consolation experienced with triune knowing. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. If you would like more information or ways to be a part of Luminous, please go to luminousanglican.com. Peace be with you.